0: I'm Jessie Chang, and today on The Detail The Ugly Breakup in the Pacific.
1: The Pacific Islands Forum is tonight facing its biggest ever crisis after five small island nations quit the collective. It amounts to almost a third of the group's members leaving it in turmoil as it tries to coordinate the region's response
0: to COVID-19. Palau, Marshall Islands, Kiribati, Nauru and the Federated States of Micronesia have signed off on a communique withdrawing from the group. This rift comes at arguably the worst time for the forum, which needs consensus for handling challenging issues such as COVID-19 and climate change, including rising sea levels. Not only that, there's also the shadowy influence of China, The Northern Pacific Islands, known as Micronesia, are accusing other members of bowing down to the superpower after their pro-Taiwan candidate was snubbed for the forum's top job. Micronesia isn't leaving quietly and New Zealand is in the firing line. Micronesia says there's no value in participating in a regional organisation that does not respect established agreements such as a leadership rotation.
1: There's that kind of claim that's now being pushed out by Micronesia, and that New Zealand and Australia have that undue influence. That maybe if they had just backed the so-called gentleman's agreement, that everything would be well.
0: New Zealand has been a part of the Pacific Islands Forum since the beginning, helping to create it 50 years ago. In fact, the first meeting was held in Wellington in 1971. Now the unity the forum boasts so highly of is tearing apart at the seams. How do you mend a rupture as wide as this? And what are the consequences if the five islands do walk out the door? On the surface, it seems like an overreaction over the role of Secretary-General at the Pacific Islands Forum. But Koro Vakauta, uta who's the news editor for Radio New Zealand Pacific, explains it goes much, much deeper.
1: There's been 10, or there is a 10th one named now, but since 1971 there's only been one uh, Micronesian representative as Secretary General, as head of this forum, and that was uh, Suyedemi Atambaya, former President of Kiribati. but since then they've had no one. Um, They've managed to reach consensus on this position uh, all but one time, and that was, I think it was 2003 where Greg Irwin, an Australian, uh, was voted in. Uh, Previous to that, or all the other occasions, it's been a consensus, but this vote It was so close, nine to eight, in favour of the Cook Islands, Henry Puna. Uh, The other thing uh, that we know is that because of COVID, there were a lot of delays due to various things that couldn't happen and things had to take place digitally, that as uh, deadlines were extended and expanded, uh, there is concerned that that a lot of candidates were allowed to be uh, chucked into the mix late in the piece. Earlier on, it looked like it was um, just uh, going to be Micronesia, their candidate, the Marshall Islands, Gerald Zachiel Skidding, the position. Uh, but then we saw Henry Puna, who was previously the Cook Islands Prime Minister, resign from his role as Prime Minister, remain as an MP, but resign as Prime Minister so he could put his hat in the ring. Uh, you know, you don't you don't usually do that unless you're quite confident about getting the role. So uh, there's some, there were some interesting late developments in that race, and what's led to the point where we're at now. Which
0: countries would have been swayed?
1: It's interesting, yeah, you ask that, because it was an anonymous vote, but we, I guess we can take it and assume that the the Micronesian group of five uh, voted for themselves, Um, and of last week, the uh, Papua New Guinea Prime Minister, James Marape, came out publicly and said that he had backed the Micronesian candidate. Um, So we know that as well, but apart from that, we're not totally aware of who voted for who, but there are uh, claims uh, from the uh, Micronesian group that the likes of New Zealand and Australia uh, backed Henry Puna, and there is this whole again. It's been um, split into this reg- sub-region uh, issue.
0: The Pacific is often separated into three regions: Micronesia, the northern islands such as Palau and Nauru; Melanesia, the likes of Fiji and Vanuatu; and Polynesia, which includes the Cook Islands and Tonga. All of whom are represented in the forum.
1: There's this whole thing about. You know, the likes of New Zealand and Australia, they work well uh, geographically with both uh, Melanesia with Australia and Polynesia with New Zealand. So they would feel maybe more comfortable with having a Melanesian or Polynesian person at the head of the forum. There's that kind of claim that's now being pushed out by Micronesia, and that New Zealand and Australia have that undue influence that maybe if they had just um, backed and backed this so called gentleman's agreement, that, um, that everything would be well.
0: What has New Zealand's response been to
1: all of this? Yeah, well, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has said explicitly that that she's tried to step back, or New Zealand has tried to step back
0: we were looking for a consensus candidate of, of anything. We've often been very aware of our role in the Pacific Island Forum, often, you know, standing back in some of the debate and discussions, trying to be really supportive of, uh, of that consensus approach, uh, making sure we're very mindful of the role we play in the forum. And so, but I do have to say, I, I just don't share the view that's being portrayed around our position on candidates.
1: She was hoping or looking for a time when the forum could remain unified. So they're working in the background.
0: I know that we're going to do what we can to try and encourage leaders to stay. You know, the, the strength of the Pacific Island Forum is the wide representation. and Of course, we want to see that remain. But in a scathing article in The Guardian over the weekend, the president of Palau, Sir Angle Whips Jr., blasted the likes of New Zealand and Australia. He said if New Zealand truly wanted to back the consensus candidate, it could have just abstained from the vote. The president said Micronesia had never felt equal in the forum, but it had also never felt so thoroughly and publicly disregarded. Sir Whips Jr. also questioned whether foreign influence had played into the decision. The Micronesian candidate Gerald Zakios represents the Marshall Islands, which recognises Taiwan's sovereignty. That's a big no-no from China's perspective. It wants Taiwan to fully join the mainland and has actively tried to limit the democratic island's formal ties with other countries.
1: In recent years, um, more and more of uh, both, I guess, around the world, but definitely in the Pacific, countries have kind of flipped their diplomatic um, ties, if you like, from China or from Taiwan to China, um, and with Taiwan losing a, a number of their allies and increasingly being short numbered when it comes to having allies around the world, not just in the Pacific. So that's being an allegation, um, not just in this forum, but um, in terms of just geopolitics in the region that that China is getting more of an influence in there. Um, So that's where that kind of sentiment comes from.
0: Do you think there is weight behind that, that I guess maybe some countries in the Pacific felt like if they picked this candidate, it might cause problems with China?
1: Well, we have seen comments from the likes of the Cook Islands. We've seen Cook Islands officials talk about um, when we talk about the COVID era um, and, um, you know, uh, borders being closed and, and support. Um, funnily enough, a top official uh, over the last month or so said, look, um, you know, when we go to China and need or, or need some kind of request there, they're very fast to to reply and respond in a positive manner. And he was saying that when it comes to the likes of New Zealand and Australia, there's a lot more tape and a lot more kind of thought that needs to go into it. And why is that? So there is that Mm. fear that um, when you're an island, small island state, and you do need to kind of strengthen yourself across the globe, you need to kind of coddle up to one of the the bigger nations and China just happens to be one of them.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand that for a Pacific nation to kind of be so upfront and strong about something you know that that means they do feel really strongly about this micronesia because normally you know you you talk it out.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's that whole, again, that, um, and i and, using quotation marks, the Pacific way of talking it out and, and reaching some agreement. But you've, you've mentioned the words of, of whips there, but also his uh, predecessor in Palau, Tomere Mingasau Jr., said that uh, um, that if Micronesia remained in the forum with this um, issue, that the forum would just be a joke, and he used the word joke. So there there is some strong feelings out there, particularly from the Micronesian side um, uh, when it comes to this issue.
0: Because what would the Pacific Islands Forum mean if Micronesia wasn't there?
1: I guess the interesting thing is, we can go back to 1999, I think it was, where before that, the forum was actually called the South Pacific Forum, South Pacific Forum. So they removed South to try and um, bring in the northern elements, the whole, I guess, geographical pan-Pacific area. Um, and the, the whole idea was to be more inclusive. So if you take out or remove a, a big section of uh, the Pacific, you're kind of losing that idea of regionalism and using that idea of consensus and, and unity.
0: That unity is being described as crucial when it comes to dealing with the pandemic and its fallout. The economy in the Pacific is suffering after COVID-19 shut down tourism. But there's also pressing issues like climate change and rising sea levels. I asked Kordal Waka Utsa why the Pacific Islands Forum exists in the first place.
1: It's basically the preeminent body in the Pacific when it comes to the islands having a voice that's uh, what it was created for to uh, bring together unity in the region both economically but also just in terms of globally having a voice. Back in uh, 71 I think it was, it started uh, with the likes of Australia and New Zealand pushing the boat. There was a meeting in Wellington and the Cook Islands uh, Fiji, Nauru, Tonga and what was then Western Samoa were all a member of that original grouping It slowly expanded to where we have now 18 members Um, Over the years we've had one or two uh, nations and islands join the whole Framework is for it in recent years anyway is to push this idea of regionalism, uh, so that these smaller countries, uh, smaller island nations, do get a foothold when it comes to uh, voicing concerns on a on a global platform.
0: And so New Zealand really has been part of this since the beginning.
1: Totally, and that being a key driver in some senses uh, early on. Um, More recently we've heard uh, the likes of Jacinda Ardern say that they recognise that uh, their time is now to step back and let uh, the Pacific Islands do or engage in a lot of the dialogue and they're really there more in a total kind of support capacity. Mm. Yet there is still that feeling from a lot in the Pacific that there is just undue influence given their uh, economic and geographical When you have the likes of New Zealand and Australia involved,
0: what has actually been achieved through the Pacific Islands Forum? Because I I guess some people may have this image of the forum as this big meeting where there are, you know, colourful shirts and they just go and sit at a table and it's just a lot of talking.
1: Yeah, there has been that kind of accusation levelled at the forum in uh, many years, really. But what has to be recognised is the kind of cultural lens or element to this in the sense that a lot of what happens in Pacific culture is around the table, is around engaging in talanoa, is around um, consensus, if you like, and reaching consensus through discussion. So this is kind of how uh, this forum summit was the aim of it anyway, (laughs) funnily enough, uh, to bring that to the forefront. Um, In terms of uh, getting ground or advancing uh, the cause of the Pacific. There's been things like um, peacekeeping and and stabilisation operations around the region, most notably in the Solomon Islands uh, at the beginning of of the century. Deep cultural differences for years ignored have today flared into bloody conflict. I
0: remember people collecting water from drains and there was no gas supply in town. Women were cutting firewood taken into the suburbs, and that's a
1: sign of something wrong. After an official invitation from Solomon Islands, the passing of special legislation and with the blessing of the Pacific Islands Forum, the regional assistance mission to Solomon Islands was born. Hundreds of New Zealand men and women arrived in Honiara as part of the largest peacekeeping intervention the Pacific region had ever seen. A lot of that uh, came about because of uh, the existing links, because of the forum. Um, And then you have things uh, like the um, Bikitawa Declaration that was adopted in Kiribati at the turn of the century in in October 2000.
0: The Pacific Islands Forum has been guided by what's known as the Bikitawa Declaration. The security statement sets out the principles to which all members commit themselves. And it outlines steps to collectively respond to crises such as civil unrest and natural disasters.
1: That was all about bringing this whole idea of uh, regionalism as well. And then most recently, the big thing has been the whole push against climate change and and for action. Uh, The Pacific Islands Forum is being able to um, bring leaders from all around the islands and come together and and reach agreement on that. I think it's being limited in some senses in terms of what uh, the global powers have done in response to that. But at least the, the voice is being heard.
0: Clearly this is a really important space to generate that kind of discussion and, like you say, yeah, to make sure their voices are heard on on that global stage.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think also uh, one of the other key elements that the Pacific Island Forum is involved in is trade, uh, trying to create somewhat of a, a free trade across the Pacific region.
0: Micronesia, however, remains resolute in its decision to leave.
1: FSM, the Federated States of Micronesia have submitted their diplomatic note so that's pretty much starting the process so that as of February the 14th uh, 2022 they will be no longer part of the forum if this process reaches its end the likes of Palau and Marshall Islands have said politically that they, have, they will be leaving the forum they haven't yet uh, done that diplomatic note, it's more um, I guess that triggers it uh, at that level, they haven't done that but the Marshall Islands what they have done, the move of the ex- from the forum has been backed by their parliament. That's been the latest move that came across over the last couple of days or so, so it's just a matter of days when they will submit that diplomatic note now that it has had the stamp of approval uh, from their parliament and I can't see Palau being any different there given that they were one of the strongest voices in terms of outrage about this whole vote uh, and then of course then we just have Kiribati and Nauru to contend with them when they will um, submit their diplomatic note it, it does look like that, that will happen that they are. They have been steadfast in terms of uh, the Micronesian Presidents Summit. They've always been together in that. Um, so I can't see any of the five sticking with the forum uh, at this stage if the others choose not to. In saying that, there's a lot of talk that can happen. Uh, I mentioned Jacinda Ardern wants uh, her diplomats to do all they can to keep Micronesia in there, and then we've got PNG and Samoa. They're backing uh, the Micronesian view to the hilt as well.
0: And Samoa doesn't want to lose Micronesia and hopes to widen the forum membership to include places like American Samoa, which would strengthen its own position. It will be interesting to see how it all pans out in August when the forum meets again in Fiji.
1: Obviously, those uh, parties will still be part of the forum, but it will be interesting to see what kind of presence they have. What we've seen in the past is when some countries have been upset at things they've sent, like maybe a a foreign minister or a deputy prime minister rather than a prime minister or a president. So um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of representation happens then. Um, And I guess of note, too, that uh, with FSM, with the Federated States of Micronesia, uh, they've said although they're pulling out of the greater Pacific Islands Forum Secretariat that they will still be a part of what's called the crop um, agencies that are kind of umbrella agencies to the forum. Uh, Crop stands for Council of Regional Organisations of the Pacific and they are the likes of the Tourism Organisation, the Aviation Safety Organisation, the Pacific Community, SPREP as well which is the Scientific Grouping, uh, the Forum Fisheries Agency. So there's a lot of kind of tentacles to the forum uh, that these nations will still probably be, be involved in because it would be Um, I I guess uh, of negative impact not to be involved in these things that work so well across the region
0: Right, and what would be the difference between only being involved in those agencies and also being involved in the forum?
1: Yeah, I guess it's the bigger picture elements. I guess the forum is where they they create the, the, the statements, the visions, the communiques that go out and impact the rest of these crop agencies. And so it would be they'd be able to work with them on a, on a micro scale, but it's the kind of macro vision that might be lost if they're not involved at the forum summit.
0: And how likely do you think it is that there will be a review into the processes?
1: I think a review is... Is probable, in my opinion, just because there has been this call for it. Whether that means that it completely overhauls, or whether it means that it changes the most recent vote, I doubt that. But I think there will need to be a look into how these processes are, given that we've got to this uh, kind of divided uh, situation. So I think, and it's got the backing of the likes of Samoa, Papua New Guinea, and, and some intents and purposes New Zealand as well. Uh, they want to get this right because uh, it's it's a bad look across the world too.
0: What has the response been from the Cook Islands? Have they suggested they would be happy to step down in in order for someone from Micronesia to step up?
1: Well, I guess it's obvious from their silence that that there's maybe some resoluteness there to to remain as is. What we do know, as mentioned earlier, um, Papua New Guinea Prime Minister James Marape not only came out and said he backed uh, the Micronesian candidate, but he said that he would back a complete review of the Pacific Islands Forum both in the way that the Secretary General is chosen, but also just in their whole operations and their process their procedures, um, just to make sure that every sub-region in the Pacific is represented fairly and equitably. Um, that statement was backed up a few days later by the Samoan Prime Minister, Tuila Episalele Malengaui, um saying basically exactly the same thing, and that he would also uh, back and support a review of the forum and its processes. So there is a A lot of, well, when I say a lot, there's two major leaders in the region that have spoken vocally and publicly about reviewing this and, I guess, reversing it as well, or the possibility of it, and that we do have a year to kind of work around before these official uh, exits are made valid.
0: Has there ever been a reversal of someone who's been appointed?
1: No, there hasn't been. So this is we're kind of in this area of uh, of precedents all across the board here. Uh, um, you know, both with voting. You know, it's usually a consensus bar one um, and also just the split in the forum, uh, we haven't really seen it bar, I think of late the most recent time was in 2012 I think where Fiji decided to make their own Pacific Islands Development Forum almost as a a rival group because they believed uh, that whole issue again of New Zealand and Australia having too much influence and also that was kind of a response to the treatment that they got recently or earlier when they were removed from the forum because of the uh, coup and that sort of thing. They are obviously now back in it, but there's, Fiji have always had that idea that, that um, New Zealand and Australia have had too much influence. So, so that kind of split happened, but then that's kind of died down and then this has emerged again. So um, it is really in a position, um, a crossroads somewhat for this body.
0: So you think there won't be a reversal?
1: I, I am struggling to see how they'll work it out <laughs> in terms of the reversal. Um, I think that there will be a lot of uh, coming to the table and talking about it and maybe some kind of, I don't know if there's some compensation in some way or another, uh, but I just can't see how you go back from this.
0: That's it for today. I'm Jessie Chang. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can find us too. Today's episode was engineered by Rangi Poik and produced by Alexia Russell. And thanks to Koro Waka from RNZ Pacific. Mā